listener. Hi and welcome back to Broadsheet Sydney Around Town. I'm Emma Joyce, Broadsheet's Features Editor, and I host this brief guide to Sydney. Today we're checking in on a new corner store in Elizabeth Bay where you can shop garlic imported from Spain, aged organic soy from northern New South Wales and tiny delicious apples from Adelaide Hills. Before that, one of our favourite Inner West diners is Calling Time and Broadsheet's Dan Cunningham, a regular at Summer Hills One Penny Red, is absolutely gutted. The good news is that we can still dine at the restaurant until the end of the year. So we've invited Dan into the studio to help grieve the good times and hear about why the owners of One Penny Red have decided to close the venue after 10 years. Hey, Dan, thanks for coming in. Hey, Emma. How are you feeling? I'm coping. You're okay? I'm coping. coping. Yeah. So One Penny Red is a personal favorite of yours. I know that you have, you've taken your mum there. You've gone on anniversary dates there. It is on the street that you live on. It is actually the end of my street and Summer Hill is like a very, very sort of small community. And when I spoke to uh, one of the three owners of the restaurant, Nina, she was saying that Summer Hill is like a destination suburb. You don't necessarily drive through it. It's off Parramatta Road. It's not, um, you're not passing through. So yeah, unless you live there. Yeah, it's, it feels like a little bit of a hidden gem. So, and and that was definitely the case with One Penny Red. It was just like kind of one of those, if you know, you know, sort of places. And if people don't know, because there probably are a few listeners who are like, oh, maybe I've heard of One Penny Red, but I haven't actually dined in. What are they known for and what made the venue so special? I guess the... From the top, I mean, it's like it's inside the old uh, Summer Hill Post Office, which is... The, like a 1900s... Yeah, building. yeah, 1901, I think. Mm-hmm. So, it's like a really, really old kind of grand building. It's just this crazy corner um, corner building. Downstairs is the, the restaurant proper, which is kind of like a really kind of beautiful, elegant, but very casual diner. And then upstairs, you've got a cocktail bar called Vernon's, probably one of the more impressive kind of wine sellers, I think, in, in sort of the inner west. So that, that was very much their focus was like, they were like a wine-centric kind of venue. And yeah, and it was just kind of a really beautiful thing. And like I said, kind of, I've lived in the area for more than five years. Um, and had I not sort of become a, become a local, like I don't know if I would necessarily know about this place, but it was packed go by any sort of night of the week and there's always people in there they do like an amazing kind of like you know it's good for a, a long sunday lunch um so it was always, it's always busy then and um, a long boozy it sort of had these two sort of sides to it so depending on what kind of mood you're in you could kind of go there and they recently started doing a happy hour so when the news did land that they were deciding to close what did the owners say about why, after a decade of service, they're going to finish up One Penny Red? Nina told me that they had sort of, you know, been speaking to their landlord about renewing the lease because they, they could have been there for potentially another 15 years. They, they're friends with the landlord. I think they've sort of been like long time sort of collaborators. Um, and the landlord basically said like, oh, actually, I'm thinking of selling. I'm thinking of kind of getting out and... Yeah, they sort of thought about it and they're like, actually, why don't we all go together? Because it's kind of, I think it had kind of been a collaboration between like all parties. So they were just like, you know what, if 10 years feels like we've kind of achieved so much. And so they decided to just sort of, you know, go out and go out in a high. Because I mean, it's probably never been more popular, I would say. Did they consider moving it to another venue? Uh, no, I think it was so much, 
I mean, if you if you go to this place, I mean, it's so much tied up in the site. Like the site is really quite remarkable. And so, one penny red's final service is on New Year's Eve this year. So we've still got a little while left to head in. Lunch, as you mentioned, maybe dinner, maybe go upstairs and have some drinks. What should we be eating when we head in? What are your favorite dishes? They have this big kind of um, smoker sort of out on the street and they smoke like a whole bunch of stuff in there and it sort of just fills the street with this like, you know, beautiful smoky aroma. And, and they, do, they do this really cool brisket short rib which is like kind of this huge, big sort of, it's got kohlrabi with it as well. And it's just, it's really kind of, it feels like that's one of their kind of signature dishes. I think that every time I've been there, it's been on the menu and yeah, I always get that. But then they've got like kind of fun little snacks and stuff as well. Sourdough crumpets with spanner crab. And yeah, charcuterie, kind of all just those classic things that you just love, you know. What about Vernon's upstairs, the cocktail bar? These guys do like a monthly kind of wine club and it's essentially just like, you know, they get a kind of a winemaker in to sort of showcase some stuff and you can get to try a bunch of things. And they've kind of done sake in the past and sort of always different things, but that was like a really popular thing that they did. So they've got a couple more of those left to go. One Penny Red's final service is New Year's Eve 2023 and you'll find it at number two Moonby Street in Summerhill. I recommend you make a booking. You might see me there. Thanks, Tan. Thanks, Emma. In Elizabeth Bay, there's a highly curated neighbourhood store that's opened by a former director of Rockpool Dining Group. It's a place where you can buy loaves of bread baked by a former head som. You can get olive oils from Europe. You can buy aged soy sauce from Byron Bay and apples from Adelaide Hills. Broadsheet's Grace McKenzie has visited Juno and Sons and she also commissioned a story on it. Our writer Jasmine Crittenden said the store feels like peeking into a chef's larder. Is that your experience? Yeah, definitely. It's just everywhere you look, there's things piled up. So what can you tell us about Terry Higgins, the person who's opened this particular venue? As you mentioned, she spent quite a lot of time at Rockpool. She was there for 17 years and after leaving from being somewhere where she always had ingredients at her fingertips, she was just quite frustrated that there was nowhere for her to get the specialty things that she wanted, um, being like someone who spends a lot of time in the kitchen. It looks like it's a really beautiful corner shop. There's like a central table with some fruit and veg and then all all these different kind of pantry items. What can you buy when you visit? It's a bit of everything, really. Like there's smoked salmon, um, chili oils and like specialty soy sauces and, you know, like nice salts and spices. Then there's also sandwiches and a selection of cakes that um, change every single day, which Terry makes a lot of herself, but also people from around the neighborhood bring in for her to slice up and sell. So when you order these toasties and cakes, I was having a look at the menu and there was a toasty called Everyone's in Europe. I was like relatable content. (laughs) I will order that. Where do you eat it? Because it doesn't look like the kind of place where you can kind of dine in. Yeah, there's not really anywhere big enough for everybody to like sit down if you're in a group, but there is a beautiful bench seat like in the windowsill outside, which when I've been has got locals perched on it, but there's also a park just down the road and, you know, it's a beautiful neighborhood. I'm sure you could just grab some stuff and find somewhere nearby. Terry's also doing some meals you can finish at home and maybe there are some hampers coming soon. What do you know about those developments to the menu? Yeah, so she 
has this really beautiful spanakopita and also lasagnas that you can grab and then finish off at home. And then I think as the weather warms up, she's going to start doing like picnic baskets. Um, you're really close to Rushcutters Bay, so that'd be a lovely choice. It looks like a really beautiful neighbourhood store that's like a real addition to the area. When you visited, did you eat anything or did you have anything? Did you buy anything that you think is particularly special? I nabbed a slice of Spanakopita, which sells out quickly. So I was feeling fortunate that I got one of those and I also had a coffee. But Terry has made it very clear that, um, you know, it's not a cafe, it's a store and you kind of just have to pop in to see what's available. There won't always be Spanakopita, like once something sells out, it's gone. Um, So if you have your eye on something in particular, I think it'd be best for you to go in early. Well, I'm going to do exactly that. Juno and Sons is at 11 Roslyn Gardens in Elizabeth Bay. Thanks so much, Grace. Thanks, Emma. And that's all we have time for today. As always, you can keep up to date with what's happening around Sydney at broadsheet.com.au and at broadsheet underscore Sid on Instagram. A listener production.